0: Moncrief on News Talk. Now, this summer, the Little Museum will be hosting an exhibition of postcards, specifically the John Hind postcards that for decades gave the outside world. A rather rosy image of what Ireland is like, but with the pictures were captions. The show will be opened by the author Paul Howard, and for a very specific reason, he used to write the captions. Paul, good afternoon. Good afternoon, John. That was it. Yeah, what a way to start! What a <laughs> way to start your career. But actually, because you were telling me just before we came on air, tell us about John Hine, because fascinating life story.
1: Yeah, I mean, he he was an amazing character. He was born in England. Um, he uh, he was born into a Quaker family. Um, and uh, his grandfather was a co-founder of um, the uh, Clark's shoe shoe shops. Oh, right. Um, so that was the career he seemed destined for until the war. And he actually started as an apprentice shoe fitter, or wh- you know, whatever that <laughs> whatever the apprenticeship <laughs> was. I remember the days of being in Clark's shoes, having my mm. feet measured and all that. Um, and then the war broke out, and he uh just took up photography and he spent a lot of the war underground during the Blitz, taking pictures of uh, air raid shelters um, and fell in love with photography. Um, after the war, he started taking pictures of circuses. That became his obsession. So we mm. would follow Chipperfield Circus around Britain and Ireland. And when he came to Ireland he met a woman named uh, Jutta who became his wife. She was a trapeze artist and um, they uh, set up their own circus which was called the John Hind uh, Irish Circus and it, it toured Ireland for one summer, um, a really rainy summer. They lost all their money <laughs> <laughs> and he went back to his love of photography and he set up a studio in Bullock Harbour in Daukey, um where he started uh, printing postcards. Um, originally it was 30 images of Ireland and over the next sort of 15, 16 years it grew to 300 images of Ireland. And as you said, these images of Ireland became these sort of iconic images that really sort of informed uh, the world's view of what Ireland was like. I remember looking at those cards as a kid thinking I'd love to live in that place where." wherever it is it is yes it didn't it didn't represent the country i lived in which was reigning uh you know socially repressed you know did economically he know, but, but did he
0: know it was a kind of a rosy view he was presenting he must have known i don't that. know i suspect i suspect he did i mean look
1: i mean postcards aren't a thing anymore yes, you know i know yeah. that but but when i used to go away on the holidays you know you picked you picked a postcard you know, especially if it was raining and it was utterly miserable, you picked the postcard that least reflected the time you were
0: having, (laughs) especially if you're holidaying in
1: Ireland. You know, if you were stuck in the back of a a camper van, you know, and you've got clothes drying on a radiator and condensation in the back of the camper van, you're going to pick the most beautiful image of Ireland you can find. And those images of Ireland were, I mean, it was kind of the Ireland of the quiet man, really. You know, Mm, it was mm. red-haired children uh, donkeys with turf on the on their backs.
0: Well that picture that you put up on Twitter of the two kids with the donkeys somebody yeah. replied to it saying that, it, that years ago their mother was getting their hair done in Manchester I think it was and she said oh where are you getting your hair done from? she says I'm going home to Ireland and the hairdresser goes oh I'd love to go to Ireland but you see we drive a car and you don't have any roads over there <laughs> and that was John Hyde that's so right. true it must have
1: influenced so many people's opinion outside of Ireland so many yeah. people's view of Ireland like like the, thatched, the, the thatched cottages and all that kind of thing. One of the Ross or Carol Kelly books was translated into Russian um, about 20 years ago, and the cover was uh, A Thatched Cottage in the West of Ireland with a, with a rainbow behind it. And I kind of thought that, that's John Hines' influence right
0: there. <gasps> that's extraordinary. That is extraordinary. No, because th- th- uh, uh, there's a book that goes with the with, with the exhibition as well, or is that just one you had yourself? Now, this is the-, a, this, the book came
1: out um, about uh, th- three years ago, four years ago. Paul Kelly, who's a photographer, um, produced two books. This one is the second one is called In Hindsight. The mm. first one was called uh, Postcards from the Edge or Postcards from the Past, something like that. Um, but he went back and he retook... Uh, all of the John Hind ah. postcards from the exact vantage point where the original was taken from uh, and it's absolutely wonderful what's really interesting is the beach shots and the 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 rural shots they haven't really changed apart from the color i mean the the original john hind postcards were apparently sent to italy to be touched up yes and yes because so, so the colors are colours colours so are intense are really yeah. intense like reds that just don't occur in nature you Yeah. Know? um uh, and but apart from that the, it's the the ones that i love most are the 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 city views uh where he takes o'connell bridge in dublin or o'connell street in limerick uh and you know 40 years on 50 years on from the time the the john hine shot was taken mm. and to see the the fashions the cars i mean the the some of the cars in the old original john hind shots which will be on display in the exhibition in the little museum it, it, they're like something from East Germany in the 1970s. Yeah, like I mean, it's amazing yeah. Like, yeah. You know, And, well,
0: I mean, and there's never any rubbish on the street in, in these John Hein photographs. And I wonder, was <laughs> that touched up as well? Like, <laughs> somewhere. Possibly. It may, there, because there were far fewer uh, <laughs> rubbish bins. So, yeah, like and the the, the factory producing that was in Cabin is, is yeah, that right? Yeah, it was an amazing was,
1: place. I started working there in 1988. I worked there for just over a year. Everything was done. In this factory in Cavendish, I think it's a AIB bank centre now. But they would they would commission the photographs. They would take the negatives in, create the um, uh, you know the the, the separations, uh, make the plates, print them, varnish them. They came out in these sort of sheets of six was it eight by eight postcards, sixty four postcards mm. on a sheet. They would varnish them, they would guillotine them, box them, and dispatch them. All of that was done. In the factory in Cabinteely, by about ninety six people. I mean, wow. it was extraordinary what happened in that in that factory. Yeah, and I, I, at it, that stage, uh, Hind
0: was retired, was he or Oh, he was gone. Yeah. I mean, yeah.
1: he uh, the comp. I think he was the company passed out of his hands. I think in nineteen seventy two, by which time he'd sold about fifty million postcards. Crikey! Uh, he made his money. He sold the company to Waterford Glass, uh, and he was in Dordania, uh Doing landscape painting.
0: <laughs> okay, nice farm. And, you know, uh, deservedly so as well, I would have thought. So, when you got the job writing the captions, but uh, was was there a brief? Uh, um, or, you know, well, when, I, did, did you happen to be just standing there and yeah, somebody pointed well, at you? Pretty much, yeah. I mean, I, I was, um, I,
1: I, I finished, I did the leave insert and I was looking for a job. I didn't get into college. I was 17. I was just turned 17. And um, this job came up in John Hind, and I knew John Hind because I was a collector of postcards as a kid. I loved postcards. I collected lots of things, but one of my passions was postcards, and we would often hop the wall and uh, steal postcards from. That's what you mean by collect. From from the skip. (laughs) They had this, they they were absolutely. passionate about sort of getting the colour right. So if if the colour was just a slight bit off register, a whole batch of postcards would be thrown out ah. and we would go and liberate them from the mm. skip. And they printed not just Irish postcards, they had acquired a couple of American companies, one of which was called Curtike. And... They printed uh, American postcards. So I found from looking at these, I found out about American geography. Like, like I found out that, uh, you know, Chicago was in Illinois. And mm. so I found out all about the States. Um, but then I got a job when I left school as a, a, just a, a general dog's body for £63.50 a week. A sweeper-upper. Yeah. Um, I would go to the shops. Uh, I would clean the films. They would put gum on the films when they were making the plates. And it was really, really sticky. And you had to use this film clean uh, to uh, wipe it off. So uh, I would clean films. And they offered me an apprenticeship as a plate maker. And my heart was set on becoming a writer. I wanted to be a sports journalist. And I turned it down, which... Uh, it was a pretty punchy thing to do mm. uh, in the 1980s when there was a lot of unemployment <laughs> yeah. to turn down a good trade.
0: Um, well, actually, no, in retrospect, probably, because well, it doesn't exist anymore yeah, as a exactly. trade. But,
1: but then it was, you know, it was everyone said, get a trade. That's yeah, the, it's yeah, the coming yeah. thing. Yeah. So anyway, I I, um, I was working there and there was a man called Redmond Walsh who was the Irish sales manager and he was, he was from Cork and he was just most, one of the most colourful men I ever met in my working life. And he asked me if I'd be interested in rewriting all of their uh, captions from every, all the postcards. Mm. I think the captions they had were from the 1950s. Um, and he asked me if I'd be interested in rewriting them. So opposite his office, there was a vacant office. And it it when I think of it now... I, I remember it as something like, you know, something like the Stasi would interrogate people in. <laughs> yeah. yes. It was just this, it was just magnolia walls, bare walls, uh, a desk, uh, a chair, a typewriter, a typewriter mm. um, and a shelf, which from memory had about 12 books on it about Ireland. Uh, pre-internet, right? Yeah, of course. Yes. And so I'd be told, you know, I'd be given a list of, you know, like a list of places in Ireland. So it could be, you know, the Rock of Cashel, uh, Castle Street, Belfast, Kinsale, Blarney Stone, Ring of Kerry, Moore Street Traders. Mm. And then my job was to sum that picture up in 50 words uh, using the books. You yeah. Know, if I needed the books, which I most definitely did. Yeah.
0: And, and assuming your readers were all outside Ireland, so you couldn't, you had to be Careful in what you referenced.
1: yeah, I mean you couldn't you couldn't be too knowing you, you know mm. you had to sort of presume no knowledge whatsoever because most of these cards were all of these cards were going abroad,
0: yeah, and so would that would that like they'd come in every day and say you have to do these locations, or
1: yeah, how, it was maybe twice a week, Redmond would call me up to his office and say here's here's twenty, you know yeah, and that was my afternoon, and I loved it. It was the first money I ever earned. Uh, from writing. Yeah. Uh, and I remember there was a calendar. Um, it was a Northern Ireland tourist board calendar for 1989. I'd never been to Northern Ireland in my life. <laughs> I'd never mm-hmm. been across the border. Uh, but there's 12 pictures and I had to find out uh, all about the Giant's Causeway and these Mystical places I'd mm. never been before. Uh, so, and, 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 you know, that, that was the first money I earned. It was that calendar. So it was yeah. kind of exciting at that D- time. Did they reject any of your captions at all? Well, they would always, Redmond was brilliant. Like Redmond called me in one day and I, I'd written a caption uh, about, <laughs> I'd written a caption about, it was Liberty Hall was the yeah. postcard. And I'd said it was Ireland's only sky, only a skyscraper. <laughs> and Redmond was from Cork, you know, and he called me in and he said to me, you know, there's a, there's a building in Cork that's one story higher, <laughs> yeah. and I said, oh, is that?" And he said, "That's right." And do you know why it's one story higher?
0: Because we built it that way. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, that was yeah. And you can see why you might have a problem with that. But even in 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 the early 1980s, that was kind of was that kind of the beginning of the end, really, of of the John Hind view of I think it was by, No, I business. think
1: by kind of the mid 90s, really, the the early 80s, it was still still quite an unusual thing to go away on holiday, certainly in the world yeah, I lived in, yeah. you know. There was a family, I remember there was a family in Ballybrack where I grew up and they went to Florida uh, and they were known as the Yanks because they wow, went to Florida. Florida. But the amazing thing is their grandchildren today are still called the Yanks. Yes. <laughs> right?
0: <'Cause their> <laughs> well, geez, you to don't to have that in go, do here.
1: <laughs> but I think by... Like it was, I mean, I suppose it was destined to. Be, postcards were destined to become, uh, you know, the Fuji film or the, yeah. you know, the VHS cassettes of their time, you know. And what killed, I suppose, Michael O'Leary and Steve Jobs, yeah, killed it really, yeah. you know, Michael O'Leary because Ryanair made made air travel not a big deal. You remember mm-hmm. the days when you go on holiday and you'd send a postcard to. Everybody you ever met in your life, just to let them know. I'm in a foreign country. Yeah, you were in Playa del Ingles, and then with you know with the with phones, with iPhones, it just. You're everybody's so close now. You send a you send a text to say got here safely. You send another text to say having a great time. You don't need to go and source a postcard and write on the back of it and find a stamp and post it back home. Yeah, it just seems don't. so obsolete, I suppose.
0: When when does the uh, exhibition open? I, d- I don't know. You don't know. Okay. Well, I wish I hadn't asked that question, but sometime soon. And it is like we're kind of in the summer, so it won't be too far away. It's we? Very
1: soon. I, I I think it's in the next ten days. But right. Um, okay. But uh, and you'll be there
0: launching uh, it. I will. I'm gonna. Yeah. I'm going to launch it Okay, yeah, so yeah. yeah, so Paul will find out when it launches for obvious uh, technical reasons. Uh, we'll let you know uh, what the date of the opening is. Paul, lovely to see you again. Thanks, Mila, for coming in to us. Moncrief, weekdays at 2 p.m. on News Talk.